Cool. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce a very special guest speaker this morning. Somebody I met, it's been my privilege to know many years. Somebody I would consider to be one of the most enthusiastic Christians I've ever met. And also one of the most enthusiastic business people I've ever met. As a little bit, I, I would say the Midas touch, but I'm straying into mythology if I say that. But you know what I mean. God has blessed this man so much that everything he touches, God turns to gold. So let me introduce Chima. Amen. Amen. Open our ears, Lord. Open our hearts to hear your word this morning. Amen. 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 Thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> you know, when you hear things like that, you, you wonder who fits into that into that description. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, first things first, I do this every time, and I say I do it every time. Um, and that is to say it's a privilege, one, to share God's word. It's not my word. It's his word. In the secular world, in the world, if you're going to use someone's work, you have to reference them, right? But God asks for no references. He has not told us to do that, but it is the right thing to say, Lord is your word. And I'm grateful to be able to share it. And more so is the leadership of the house. You can't come here to share without being led to do it. And so uh, I, I am also counted a privilege and grateful to Steve and Jenny and the leadership team for the opportunity to do this. But then, all week, or for several weeks now, and more part in particular between yesterday and this morning, I've been going through some conversations with God about today. And, um, and those conversations were around, uh, around, Lord, what will you be doing today? What will you be doing today? And I know he said to me that you will be inspired, one. You will be changed, two. Bodies will be healed, three. If you need encouragement, you will be encouraged. And you will receive some new strength to what God has called us to do. I don't have a topic or a title. But hopefully by the end of today, we will get three concepts. Um, and that's what I believe God has, is, is saying to me to say, to the, to the house. Right. Before I do that, now this is I thought I was ready, but I'm not. 
Okay. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, if you join me and turn to that, to that scripture. Proverbs 23. And verse 18. It says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. For surely there is an end. And in chapter 24, verse 14. Proverbs 24, 14. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward. And thy expectation shall not be cut off. Back to back scriptures or chapters saying that your expectation shall not be cut off. So the question to us this morning is what's the expectation? Whilst we walked into church this morning, what did we ask God? What did we, what did we think of before we got into church this morning? What is the expectation? What have I approached God this morning for? It's okay if you didn't have one structured before you came in. But what's the expectation right now? That every time Moses got into God's presence... And he came back down from the mount. The people looked at him and he was shining. In fact, some people said to him, we cannot even look at you because you've been with him. Right? What's my expectation? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it looks like my, my battery has gone. Book of Proverbs 3 verse 27. Are we there? If you're not there, say, wait for me. Okay? Everyone is there then. It says, withhold not good from them to whom it is due. This is God speaking. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. The God of the whole earth instructs us not to withhold good from people if it's in the power of our hands to do it. I've come before him this morning. I hold him accountable. Because if he's asked me not to withhold good, he won't withhold good from you. And that's my prayer for you this morning. That whatever the expectation is that you've come into church this morning or you've created now, surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. He's intentional. It is no guesswork. 
before the world began. He says, all things work together. Romans 8, 27. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called to his purpose. All things work together. Irrespective of what my eyes see. All things work together for my good. And he's not just saying it. He's intentional. He says, for to them he called. He justified. Right? Let's go there so I don't say the wrong thing. Romans 8. Or someone else who has seen it. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for, for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, foreknow, he did predestinate. And to, to be conformed to the image of the Son. And that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he called. Whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. So there is God knew ahead of time. He's intentional. That one thing you've been trusting God for, that one thing you've been believing God for, do not forget that he is his purpose. We are found in that purpose. He will work all things to fall in place. He will work all things to fall in place. Be encouraged about that. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. One of my most, well, my favorite scripture. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. And I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It says, I have observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who, who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance and being in the right place at the right time. And here come my three concepts. Is all decided by chance. That word chance in the Hebrew translation talks about occurrence, is opportunity. So the first concept is opportunity. Second concept is being at the right place. That as well is positioning and dates prophesied today that we are positioned right. And the third one is the right time. So it's not how hard. It is not me having the muscles. It's not me being the most educated. It's all decided by since chance, occurrence, opportunity. I'm being at the right place at the right time. So the first one is opportunity. Second one is being positioned right. And thirdly is time. Judges 11. Judges chapter 11.
and from verse 1. It says, now Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of an harlot. Well, let's take the first phrase. It says, now Jephthah was a mighty man of valor. Now, they were talking about him sometime in the future. They were looking at his present state, and he was a mighty man of valor. However, his beginning wasn't that. It says, and he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead begat Jephthah. And Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah, and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Now, that man of valor, at some point in his life, first of all, how much, how much influence did he have? Over being born by a prostitute. Zero. That was a chance. That was an occurrence in his life. He had no control over it. But at the point they were telling this story, he was a man of valor. So that meant his beginning did not have any reflection to where he was already a man of valor. I hope you see yourself in this picture. Now, watch this. He says... Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out with him. <laughs> his story is even getting worse. As he was kicked out of his inheritance, it says vain men. Another translation says worthless, worthless men came and joined themselves to him. So this guy, how are you, are you serious at all? Are you responsible at all? All the investments that have been made into your life, this is where you're turning out to be. Or this is all my life is going to turn out to be. That was his story at the time. But watch this. This again is one of my best phrases of all time. And it came to pass in the process of time that the children of Ammon made war against him, against Israel. And they came to fetch Jephthah. Chance. Positioning. Timing. Opportunity. Positioning. Timing. Watch this. He had no influence over how he was born. He couldn't control the sons of Gilead kicking him out. Now, what did he do? The Bible says he fled. Remember, he was living in Gilead. He could have gone to anywhere else. But the Bible clearly says he went, he fled to Tob. If you check the Hebrew translation of Tob, 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 it means prosperity. He chose to go position himself in a place of prosperity, in a place of change, he chose to flee to top. And in the process of time, he became a man of valor. 
Now think back. What are those dreams? What are those desires? What are those commitments you've had for years? Or you just have now? That's the chance. That's the opportunity. And the second thing should be positioning. He don't go everywhere. He didn't go anywhere else. He chose Tob. And do you know why? Now, the key thing about people coming to him, they came to him worthless men. They were also transformed from worthless men because they were the ones that made him, the group made him a great man that his, his exploits spread about. And the people of the children of Israel had to go back to him after several years in the process of time to say, this guy is a strong man. All those folks who were regarded as worthless men also became men of valor. But it wasn't because they just came to Jephthah. It was one, yes, they came to Jephthah. But Jephthah was positioned right. And in the process of time, it didn't say as time passed. Yeah, maybe you explained that in some, in some translations. But I love the word there in King James. In the process of time. What did he do in that time? And what can we do between the promise and its fulfillment? Between the promise and its fulfillment. Because everybody has got a desire. Everybody has got some hope. It can be in your walk with God where you've desired to just know him more than you've ever known him before. The way that some other folks know him and you're wondering, can't I know you like this, Lord? That's a hope. That's a desire. Or it can be in your health. Lord, when will you take this infirmity away from me? You promised, you say to me that you have healed my diseases. That's the hope. In your relationship. Lord, when will you make this? Why will I stop arguing? When will I have, when, when, when will I become, when will I have the, the, the lifelong friends that I want to have? Or the connections or the networks I want to have. That's the hope. Oh, why is it that every month my pay runs out before the month runs out? Oh. Why can't I afford to just go out and chill with family or with friends? Just once a year. Oh, because I can't afford it. When will I be able to do that? That's the hope. Where is this promotion that the Bible talks about? A promotion coming not from the east or from the west, but from the Lord. And I've been in this job for 20 years. I've not moved on. That's the hope. Lord, when I see people go out to Israel for missions, or go out to Africa for missions, or go out to preach out there, why can't I do it yet, Lord? Why can't I do it? That's the hope. So everybody has got some hope. Everybody has got some desire. 
peculiar to yourself, but is hope. And between us and that promise and that desire, three things I would suggest we start to look to do. Be one, acknowledge that yes, I've got this opportunity now. Two, am I positioned right for that desire? And three, what should I be doing in the timing? The key thing about timing is I was driving to church this morning and it just occurred to me. I've had several of these sort of um, testimony I'm going to give now. But I remember September 2015. We've been trying, myself and my team, we've been trying to break into an area in Israel, into a job, a, a, a um, project in Israel. And we hadn't for two years. The, the most we, we had done was 30,000 pounds into Israel. And it was frustrating. And suddenly, that afternoon around 2 o'clock, I just had... I just had a strange sense to ring one guy in Israel. And we made that phone call. And in five days, we were out to Israel. Yeah? The first year, we did 750 grand with them. This year, we will do over over a million with them from timing. And that was the right time for that guy because he was about to go and link up with someone else on the same week. And that's why we had to fly out (laughs) in five days. Timing. And I know that every one of us, in some way or the other, have been able to to experience the key, the critical, um, or the blessing of timing. And the Bible says about keeping in step with the Spirit. It says, thou shalt hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. What's the desire? What's the desire? Dave has just written, written his book for a book that will be a blessing to people. There are books also in this place right now. He challenges me. Yeah? You see, he's pointing at me now. <laughs> but there are books here now. Where are they? When would we read that book? You've had it for five years. But you need to write that book. Now. And then. Or you need to start that business. Or I need to adopt someone, a a child. Or pay for fees. When will you start? Because again, it's not about intensity. It's just about the discipline of doing that small thing. Chance, opportunity, being positioned right, and timing. And the Bible says as well in Second Peter 3 verse 8 that we should understand that the timing to God 
a thousand, a thousand days or years is like a day before the Lord. And one day is like a thousand years to him. So it's not about, you know, our chronological times, chronological time. So from January to December, 12 months, from 1 a.m. to 12 midnight is 24 hours. That's not the point because things can change. If you remember the story of Mordecai in, in, in scriptures where he was being threatened to, ki- to be killed and suddenly the king could not sleep at night, right? Until a book was opened. So it's not really about 12 months or 6 months or 24 months. It's about just at the right time. It just happens. Jephthah was born. His beginning was, he had a stigma in his beginning. Just like you might be telling yourself, I've got one stigma, or that stigma, I'm not that strong, I'm not that intelligent, I'm not that, how am I going to write? I was not very good in my English, I don't do writing. Ooh, spellings, ah. I can't speak, I can't, all those things. But in the process of time, And I'll read, when we talk about um, people that joined him at Tob, a story that, that um, kind of makes me excited. From Jonah. Now, this is about positioning as well. Jonah, chapter 1. If I can find it. Verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tashish from the presence of the Lord. How was he thinking about this? He was going to run from God's presence. Just look at, think about it. See the thinking. He says, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, <laughs> and cast forth the wares, their wares um, that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it up. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. Are we sleeping? Are we sleeping? Are we that sleeping giant? They keep telling me, I was growing up, when I was growing up, they used to call Nigeria's face a sleeping giant in Africa. Um, but are we, are we the sleeping giants? The body of Christ. He was positioned wrongly. And he still had the, he was still sleeping. 
in the midst of all the tumult. Mind you, the reason there was the, has, the, 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 um, the storm was because of Jonah being positioned wrongly. So in that business you are employed in and they're having troubles, sometimes ask, am I the reason because I've refused to, <laughs> to move? So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? <laughs> so what meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us and that we perish not. And they said everyone to his fellow, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for, for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. Wow. Then they said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is your occupation? And whence comest thou? Where is thy country? And of what people art thou? Cause. Positioning. Timing. Lord, may I never be in a place that you've not ordained me to be in should be our prayer. Because it jeopardizes the lives of every other person in that place. And we could look at him. Anybody could look at Jonah at that time when he was sleeping and say, this man is so calm. He believes in his God. He believes that God is going to help him out. He's not worried. He knows God is going to take him through. But he was positioned wrong. And it was the reason for the issues. What's our position? This is, again, when you talk about position, it's about actual physical environment and a state. Am I positioned in a place where I am constantly doubting God's word? And then the solution to the problem was what? He says, and he says to them, I am a he- I'm a, I'm an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid when they heard about God. And said unto him, Why hast thou done this to us? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had, been, he, he had told them. So he told them the story. I fled from God. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempted tempestuous and he said unto them take me up and cast me forth into the sea so shall the sea become unto you for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you these guys are good see what they did nevertheless the men rode hard to bring it to the land but they could not for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, we beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done it, done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him into the sea, <laughs> and, the, and the sea ceased from her raging. So sometimes, if we change our positioning, all the troubles of our relationships, of our bodies, of our, of our health, of our careers, of our finances, just by changing positioning, it starts to heal. 
So the question is, Lord, what shall we do? That was the question they asked. What shall we do to make this calm? And he had the answer. Just cast me in the sea because I have a job to do for him that I've not done. I've been running from. Just cast me into the sea and that will solve the problem. And he did. Position it. So three, pra- three prayers are w- we're going to pray today. And we're going to trust God for today. Is to reinforce the promises that God had given us. What he said he would do, he would do. He says not one jot or tittle of his word will fall to the ground without being accomplished. But sometimes they don't get, they don't get accomplished. There must be a reason why. It's not God. Because he does not lie. So if something isn't happening and you've been putting all the effort, you've been doing everything you can, you've been praying to God and saying to God, I need to get close to you. Why are you not getting close to him yet? I need to get close to you. I'm not getting close to you. There must be something else. And it could just be related to the positioning. Where am I seated? The moon has no light of its own. How does it glow? Positioning. And we don't see it every time. Most times, some, some times in the month, we don't see the moon at all. Why? It's not positioned right. Let's let his light. Remember. remember. Second Corinthians 3.18. Second Corinthians 3.18. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into that same image from one level of glory to another level of glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. When we look at him, when we're positioned right, what am I seeing? He says, what we see, the glory we see. He didn't say the glory Chima sees, Dave will be changed into it. No. For we all, with open face, beholding. It's the glory I see in God that I get changed into. But first of all, I've got to be positioned right to see that glory. What has he told me? What has he said to me? What has he... And, and these things challenge me. When Jesus, this is a parable Jesus told, when he, was, um, uh, when he talked about a man that went to a far place talking about himself, he says to them, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. A lot of us are waiting for him to come, sitting and waiting. He says occupy. The Hebrew word for that occupy means to get engaged in business, in things. Go, preach the gospel. Go, send it out. Go, pray for. Not wait. As they behold the glory, they are changed into that same glory, not something else. So if my life is not a reflection of God, it means I'm not really positioned right. Because I'm not seeing the glory right. And that's the second prayer for us today. Lord, help me position myself to see that glory. Because that's what I get changed into. His word does not lie. I hold him accountable to his word. That he says, if I look at his glory, I will get changed into that glory. And the third prayer 
is. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says they are the sons. There's a difference between children and sons. Especially when you come from somewhere like Africa, you understand where culturally, when you talk about sonship, is regarded not the same as it is in the West. Yeah, a son, like a heir to the throne. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a king or not. The son, the first son of a family in Africa is regarded as yeah, the first son. Yeah, there's a difference between the scripture did not say as many as are led of the spirit are children of God. When Jesus died, all of us can become children of God. It's only those that are led of the spirit that move on into sonship. And when I say sonship, daughtership, it's the same. same. But to that place where the father can tell you secrets, to that place the father can tell you things he wants to tell you about the future now and what he has in stock for you. And so the third prayer is timing. Lord, I choose to be led by you. The Bible says a, son, a child, as long as he's a child, right? You've seen that scripture. As long as he's a child, differs nothing from the servants, though he is Lord of all. Yeah? We've seen that scripture, yeah? A child, as long as he's a child, differs nothing from the servant, though he is Lord of all. Why have I not got all the promises God gave me? Why haven't I got them yet? I should be asking myself, have I graduated in that area into sonship? He says, but he's under tutors and governors until a time appointed by the father. And then he, go, he walks into the promise. Three things. Opportunity. Positioning. And timing. May I ask us to be on our feet? And we're going to, um, one thing I know God, God also impressed in my heart over these days is, you know, when I said I had, I've been in several conversations, is all those things around those that need to be motivated, will be motivated, motivated. those that need to be inspired, will be inspired, those that need to be healed, will be healed today, those that need to be, to receive some answer. To a question they've been searching for, you receive the answer, you get the light into where you need to get into. That, that's my expectation. I have nothing else. There's no other expectation that he said to me that anyone that I seek here today will be well. <laughs> that's my expectation. You will be well. What's yours? That that answer, the answer to that question of your life, you've been seeking some wisdom, some understanding of what to do about certain things. You will sleep and wake up with an answer after tonight. That relationship that you struggled with and you've been asking for ways to just heal this relationship, after tonight, you will get direction. That's my expectation. That's what he said to me. And that's what I want him to do. Do you? So three things. Each one of us, we started off saying everyone has got a hope. Everyone has got a desire. 
everyone has got something that they are longing for in your relationship with God in your body in your relationship with people family, friends work colleagues in your finances in your career, in your business in your contribution to the world what he's called us to be the light of this world your lifestyle everyone has got certain desires and between us and the fulfillment of those promises is the opportunity positioning and the timing and so I want us to just say a prayer to God by the way this is the right position to be right now in his presence by the way it's the, it's the best place to be right now it says everyone that came to him to came to Jesus were healed everyone that came to him were healed come on everybody come, come on And they like to come to him, to listen to him because when he speaks, he drops wisdom to them. And they knew what to do. The Bible says the foolish man knows, uh, uh, knows not how to go to the city. Something like that. And so Lord, go ahead. Pick one, two. Not more than two right now, but yeah. One, two, three things that you know is a promise from God is a desire, is a hope and say to him I'm in the right place right now where you said you will remember, it says withhold not good from him that is due when it is in the power of your hand to do it it is in his power to do it he won't withhold it so yes just say that to him Lord that this thing, that thing, that thing number three I'm positioned right now. And as well, what I need to be positioned out of this place to have those things begin to happen. I open up myself to them. And for timing, I choose to keep in step with the Spirit. When you say to me to slow down, I will slow down. When you say to me to run, I will run. When you say to me to hold on for a bit, I'll hold on a bit. But I know you never say to me to hold on every time. <laughs> I know that. Thank you, Jesus. Your word says, Lord, for surely there is an end. Lord, today is the end of that frustration. Today is the end of that pain. Today is the end of that ailment. Today is the end of that sickness. God does not test us with sickness. He heals the sick. There is an end. 
And my expectation, our expectation, Lord, is that you will guide us. Our expectation is that you will motivate, you will encourage, you will inspire, you will transform, you will heal, you will deliver, you will change. You will open doors. We prayed about it, did prophesied about it earlier, that he said he would do it. This is it now. He said he would do it. That he will open those, those doors. And so, Lord, we know you will do it. I'm not expecting anything else. I don't care what the world throws on us. I don't care what situations throw at us. We choose. We choose to believe you. We choose to believe you. And so, Lord, heal. It's your business. Do it. You know how to do it best. Lord, heal in the house today. Lord, renew cells, renew tissues, renew bones, renew marrows, renew muscles today. Because we are positioned right this morning and to to the call of the ministry. Transform. Transform. If anyone needs one-to-one prayer, if you want ministry, um, something you want to be to, to be prayed for, can I ask you to come to the front? And can I ask um, the um, prophetic team? Yeah? yeah, ministry team. Yeah. So if there's someone that needs any specific thing, joining hands together and praying about it, this is the position. I'm not going to leave this place until I have an answer. No, no way. No, he's going to do it. Transform, Lord. Change, Lord. It's our expectation. Instruct, Lord. Open doors, Lord. Show direction. Make it clear. Heal. Deliver. Transform. Turn around. Break through. Victory. Instruct. Change. Transform.
breakthrough. Connect. Anoint. Anoint afresh. That's our expectation. Strengthen, strengthen, Lord. It's our expectation, Lord. Intimacy. time we take the opportunity to recognize that this is our moment this is our time this is the right place we receive your anointing holy spirit kuramashikara mama 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 